Coffee Club Time. now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Riekert, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, Demonstrations of products and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1 646 558 8656. You will need the meeting ID 848 725 450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning to you. It's already December. What is today? The 4th of December, three weeks from Christmas, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. Uh, we are, we are, um, Good gracious, we're getting a lot of people in the meeting. But anyway, we are here, and we're so glad to be back. Our everybody's back from their Thanksgiving holiday, I hope, and getting back into the swing of things and starting to get ready for Christmas and all of that good stuff. Let's go around and introduce the panel. Let's start with Jeff in Albany. He's on his third cup of coffee or second or <laughs> just about Bill, the thanks. jolt or whatever you drink. Uh, yes, uh, it's Emmer Lagasse's. Uh, it's a bold coffee that, that that I love. Um, big, easy, bold coffee, and it's very strong. So, but I'll say good morning to everybody. 
Uh, we've had, let's see, it started on Sunday uh, during Thanksgiving weekend and, and, and continued all day Monday. And we've had uh, almost two feet of snow. They said it was 22 inches of snow at the Albany County Airport. And that's a lot of snow so early in the year. We haven't had that in a long, long time. So people are still having trouble digging their car out. They've had snow emergencies in the city of Albany where you have to park on one side of the street or the other. The problem is where do you put all the snow? You can't even walk on the sidewalks. My, my oldest daughter, Merida, said to me, I, I said I was going to go downtown to see her and, it, uh, and go to her house. She says, don't bother. I said, what do you mean? She says, you can't even walk on the sidewalks, Jeff. That's how much snow we had here. So, well, but that's that's a, that's for another day and, um, and we'll deal with it. All I'm going to say is we're going to leave you with your snow and your easy bold and just let you uh, hype out there. How about that, Jeff? I have no problem with that. <laughs> and again, you know, let's go up to Minneapolis where maybe you probably don't have that much snow, do you, Tim? Well, not not like that. Um, we have about six inches on the ground. Um, I think we got 14 inches of snow through the whole month of November, which is actually pretty high for that time of year. But um, anyway, it's supposed to be uh, 40 today, so we'll probably get rid of a couple inches of snow. Well, that'll, that'll be fine with me. <laughs> that'll be a good thing. Let's go to Altoona, Pennsylvania where I don't think they have the snow, maybe. We have no snow, and I'm happy about that. And your microphone sounds exceptionally good this morning. What did you do to it? Dave? (laughs) Not much. (laughs) Nothing, I don't think. Oh, sounds exceptionally good, but you guys are just kind of hanging in there and... We're hanging in there. We bought us another turkey. We didn't get through eating turkey because they didn't leave us with a whole lot of turkey leftovers. We're going to talk about that subject in a minute, how you got that turkey, too. After we get through the introductions, that's one of our news news items for the week. So hold that for just a moment, and we're going to talk about how you got that turkey. Um, let's see. Do we have anybody? Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. What's going I'm on here. in the office? Now, here I am in the office again, looking forward to the weekend in the 50s. Oh, it's going to be in the 50s this weekend? Yeah. Well, that's springtime weather. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's springtime weather. Well, that's good. You got anything else that's important in your life going on right now? Mm, well, I'm back to doing doing work by hand with an old school braille writer. But, you know, at least I haven't forgotten how to braille, so I really don't care. So we're going to get that fixed up for you next month or sometime soon. So we're... I may just repair my electric braille rider because most of what I do, I could do on a braille rider if I had to. Yeah, but her Columbia braille printer went down, and her index that she has is in Florida. So when we go there next month, she can she can use that there. But we have to get all of these braille printers working and fixing. And what else went down? You have some troubles of things going down. Your New toothbrush. Uh, I, I love my water pick toothbrush with the with the water pick that came with it, and then the battery in it quit charging. After a, my not even two and, months old. So. No, I just got it in September, and I called them, and they said, "Well, if you had the warranty, if you got it from an authorized dealer, whoever that is." then you would have a warranty on it and we would send you another toothbrush. But since you don't have a warranty on it, you would have to buy the whole unit. You can't just buy a toothbrush, a replacement toothbrush. Ah, so 
So what they're telling you is because you bought it online through, what's that, Google Shopping? I went through Google Shopping and got it from Target, and it was on sale. And, of course, you know, I never thought about going to their site and registering a toothbrush. I've had a, a, a rechargeable toothbrush for years. Well, you know, in New York State, you, you don't have to register it. Why don't you contact Target online? I'm sure they have a phone number, an 800 number, and ask them, even though you didn't register it, it still might be covered under warranty. Because all you would have to do is go back in and print out your invoice. Uh, true. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, and in New York State, they can't require you to register it. Uh, that was That's a law in New York State. So. Uh, that, that, that's true. I, I just think it's poor business because, you know, I'm willing to pay for another toothbrush. Send it to Dave. You probably can take it apart. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it apart for you, Jenny. Uh, well, you might as well. It doesn't work anyway. So I'll send it to you and <laughs> you take it apart. <laughs> but when you read the, read the reviews online, and you can't always tell about reviews, of course, uh, that's one of the complaints of the toothbrush. So we'll. Well, I mean, you can get the handle with the hose where the where the picks go. You can get replacements for that. You can get replacement brushes. But I've had, we've had that. What was that one? Sonic we have a Sonic Care toothbrush that I know we've had that thing. We've 10, had those twelve for years. You know, I mean, they've lasted for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. So. I have a Sonic Clear Easy. I have a Sonic Care Easy Clean toothbrush. Never had a problem with it charging at all. It just seems to work. But just uh, work. eventually the battery will die in that thing. But I've had it for like uh, seven years now, and it's, so it's it's not worth fixing it if that happens. Yeah, well, that's like these Sonics that we have. But see, I got the brainy idea. Since Bill went to Florida for a month, he would need the charger. So I took so the charger his to Florida. I said, well, let's just keep them from Florida, those, and I'll get the water pick because I wanted the water pick anyway. Understood. Now, they should just be replacing the handle because that's where the battery is. Yeah. Um, I think we've gotten through we got, uh, I saw two, but now I see one, so I know Bill has raised his hand, so I'll unmute, I'll unmute you, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Let's see if that works. Okay. Anyway, Jennifer, uh, you there? Yeah, yeah. she. Okay. I say click. I thought something happened. Uh, the reason I'm saying is, why won't you? Why can't you contact Target? Because I mean, you can buy those brush heads, re- replaceable brush heads, almost anywhere. Because uh, it's, it's the whole, it's the handle, it's the toothbrush, the, the handle oh, itself the handle where the battery all. is. No, no, she didn't oh, lose it. Okay, she didn't oh. lose it, Bill. Listen, oh, she said she lost it. No, 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 no. Still, no. still, if you call, it's the same you might concept. be able to print your invoice, and they might give you a yes. They might not, but they might. Well, I, don't I don't understand the water pick when they say you didn't buy it from a reputable from an authorized dealer. It went, it went through Google, but it came from Target, that authorized dealer. So... I, I mean, think I don't get better. their I don't get their thing there. They're trying right. to sell they, you. Just well, I don't know. I'm, I didn't fight with her because I knew I hadn't registered it on their website or anything. And, and, and I don't and think I, you necessarily always have to register your receipt. And I I, I've learned from several years ago those receipts. I remember one time I bought a warranty on a pair of headsets at Radio Shack. Well, they quit working. They were USB headsets. I don't know. I don't even know why they sold you those. I took it back to the store, and they said, sorry, we don't honor that anymore. We don't honor it. And if you don't like it, it's too bad. So I've always been a little reluctant on those warranties, um, you know, and doing those type of things. But, no, she didn't lose it. It just quit working. 
It's not holding a charge. There's a problem with the battery. And that's defective because you've only had that a few months. I mean, you haven't even had that long. You're, you would definitely be under the one-year warranty period for that particular device. So, you know, we have Chris having his hand up as well. Uh, All uh, right. Go uh, ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, one thing, it's really too bad that it, it depends on what state you live in uh, as to what kind of laws you, uh, for example, we have non-expiring gift certificates here in Massachusetts. That was put in a few years ago. If you live in a state like Massachusetts or New York, you're going to get a lot more consumer protections. If you live down south or in a poorer state, whatever, where corporations control it more, uh, you don't. And, uh, you know, it's really too bad that, that we don't have federal consumer protections for people because, you know, it, we're, we're all the same and, you know, why should Jeff get something and that uh, Jen doesn't, you know, something like that? Or anybody. Well, I, the thing that aggravated me was I wasn't asking her to give it to me free. I was willing to buy the toothbrush. Well, you shouldn't have to buy the toothbrush if it only lasts for a month or two. I mean, under normal use, it's not like you're brushing your teeth 20, 30 times a day. And, and I mean, you, when you put it away, you always put that handle on the charger at all times. I mean, that's what that's what I do with my Sonicare Easy Clean toothbrush. It goes right into that holder, which which uh, keeps the charge up. So, so I I don't know. And we we switched them, you know. But it's definitely the not the head, but the. Whatever the concept. I, I think these companies, they should not sell these products if they're not authorized dealers or whatever the case may be. I mean, good and gracious. I mean, people go to Target all the time. And if the companies like Sonicare didn't or Waterpick didn't have companies like Target or Google or Amazon or wherever to sell their products, they wouldn't sell as many or as product depending on people go to waterpick.com. It just doesn't happen that way um, anymore. But I think if um, we probably will go in because I do have the the receipt from Google, whatever they call it now, Google shopping or shopping or whatever the case may be, because we've got your order. So that that may be one other thing. Do we have any other hands raised or questions about that? No, no. I think we've pretty well got everything. Um, the, you know, that, that's just one of the things, it, and it happens. I guess maybe it's why brick-and-mortar stores say, hey, come to our store and you can buy it in person. If you don't like it, you can walk in and bring it back. But sometimes that's not always practical to do it that way. All right, I'm going to do something else here that, that, that talks about state laws, and this topic was suggested to me. Now, understand that maybe we know and maybe we don't know all the facts in this particular case. Someone who remained nameless, who's living with us, missed her doctor's appointment in October, October 31st. I guess she had been in August, but she also went, supposed to go in October, but was sick that day. And she's on these medications for her muscles, I don't know, for her muscle disease, and it's called... Percocet. I've never even heard of it, but it sounds like it's some kind of high-powered pain pill. But because the doctor hadn't seen her and she ran out of these, now they won't refill it until she goes back next week. So she's been a couple weeks now without meds, and this is causing disastrous effects. Is that something you have to put up with the consumer or... 
should you make your responsibility to be able to get there to the doctor no matter what or the case may be. So, like I said, we don't know both sides of the story. You know, you don't know, but Jeff, uh, Chris, somebody sort out these we, hands. We, and, we got two hands up over, Jerry and Bill. Let's. I can tell you before we get to them. I was going to say this. Go ahead. Percocet is a pretty high-powered opioid, and that's probably the problem. I mean, I don't know. I've never taken it, thank goodness. Uh all right, so this. Well, I mean, if you know that the rules are that you need to be seen every three months or whatever, and you know you're going to run out unless you, uh, then I, I, I would probably make it a point to go. Yeah, I know there. I know Percocet is a controlled substance, so it's really tough. They, they they want to avoid having the abuse of those, and that's part of the problem. It's a control. It's it's classified as a controlled drug. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Let's, but let's... wouldn't I mean? Couldn't a doctor like knows the circumstance? Couldn't he give her enough to? get through to it because she had another scheduled appointment like the 9th of December. It wasn't like she wasn't going to go back. But now this girl is pretty much immobile right now. I mean, just totally helpless. Uh, let's start taking these calls. It okay, looks like on. it says five hands up. Okay. So. Okay, let's let's go with Jerry first. And go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Percocet. When uh, my, when my wife Judy fractured her neck back in '04, and uh, she was at the Allegheny General Hospital, uh, they you know gave that to her, and she virtually had no pain. And uh, as far as if you can't make your doctors, well, what we do, uh, if we can't make it, we always call the doctors and get a you know reschedule for another date. Right, and that was done, but obviously, well, he, well, he won't fill the prescription without seeing her. Is that the, is that the issue? I guess that's the issue. Now, like I said, we don't know the whole story. We don't know, and and I'm not trying to. Defend or not defend the doctor or whatever the case may be. Bill, right. you had your hand raised. Let me let me unmute you here. Okay. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, that, it's true. Percocet is an opioid, and they control it because I've got a, a friend of mine that takes it, and they uh, got to account for everyone they use. She used the Percocet patches. And when you go to these doctors that control that, if you don't say you use the number you did or somehow they, they control it, and she's got she's to find a new pain doctor because her doctor dropped her. And also, if you don't call, most doctors, mine are the same way here, if you don't call within 24 hours before your appointment, they'll charge you for the appointment or they won't refill your prescriptions if you call in until they see you again. I mean, that is just any any drug you take up here in Chicago. If you don't, unless it's a, re- a refillable prescription, like three times refillable or four times refillable or whatever it is, I could do those. But they're, they're very, Ben, Bill, you're right, because they are very, very strict on the controlled substances. And, and Percocet, right. because it's an opiate, is a controlled substance. Uh, and that has different names. Lortab is another one. Uh, right, right. Uh, you know, so there are different names for these things, but they're all any all of these opioid uh, drugs. They will not they will not just renew the prescription because they're the government is cracking down on addiction and the pharmacies are also involved as well. They're trying to avoid people getting. I mean, it's I, I understand where Jack, where the, your person is coming from, Bill, but they they just don't want to see someone addicted. Yeah, I, under, yeah, I understand that. I understand that too. But well, you got to realize that when you take an opioid, you have to make those appointments or make sure she called in if she didn't call in. You no, know, she called or, in. But the office is, and this has happened with us too, they didn't make a record of it or said, oh, yeah, we found that now. 
you know, we found, you know, where you had called in. I mean, I I just got a letter from or an email or the phone call that the pharmacy is trying to contact my old doctor about filling prescriptions and he won't. That's on the pharmacy. You know what I mean? When when we we've we've switched over three years ago, so th- they're not infallible. Also with with making mistakes. Let's see. We've got some more raised hands. Well, yeah, let's go with Chris. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Hi. Okay. Uh, well, one, yeah, it's a two-edged sword here. And, of course, the states have beefed up on these laws because people were, you know, hoarding OxyContin and doing all this stuff. The issue, too, though, is, uh, like you said, Bill, the inefficiency of these offices. And they somebody just took the call and uh, threw the phone down, didn't write it down, didn't say she called in or if that would help. The other thing is where she hasn't been there as long, and I don't know how long she's been there, but I know it's not super long, that the doctor doesn't necessarily have a real strong relationship with her. They're, oh, I really need to give her, you know, go intercede. Because I think in any state law, I would imagine there's a provision where the doctor can go to bat and come in there and say, I intercede, and it's recorded, just like the use of the uh, pill, like uh, Bill was talking about, the patches, like Bill was talking about, that it's recorded. I am saying that this person needs this medication before I see her. It is now noted on September, December 4th, 2019, that I said this, that they could they could do it. But they won't do it probably for just anybody if they don't know them very well. So there's probably a, a little part of that, too. Right. Well, part of the problem is, it, it, the big problem, Chris, it's not like a regular, like a blood pressure medication or something like that it's because it's because it's because it's a controlled substance and that's why they're so tight about it i'm sure there's got to be parts of these laws that say the doctor can go to bat now if you go to bat it might be a situation where if you do it too many too often then you come under scrutiny because there should be something like that where you can say okay i'll go and get it for this person but then oh i've used my tree this month i really can't do that you know what i'm saying there's got to be a way because everybody can't get a new appointment right away and the doctors go on vacation and whatever Uh, there's got to be a way for the doctor to intercede, and I understand it's not blood pressure medication, but there there should be a part of the law, if there isn't, and again, I don't know these laws, if there isn't, there should be a thing where you're allowed a certain number of times to intercede and go to bed. Obviously, the drug pushers that we know about, you know, the people who prescribe thousands of dollars of these drugs, uh, you know, they'd go over their quota and they wouldn't be able to do it. I would say maybe yeah. it's time for a new doctor, maybe. I don't well, know. No, we, no, got what, Sharon, we have two more hands raised, okay. so I'll just oh, go uh, ahead, Bill. Okay, well, what I would do real quick is probably myself, I would say, okay, this doctor is is 20, 30 miles away from where I'm at now, I might put myself in a position where I get a doctor who is much, much, much closer to where I can get in on a day or so's notice so that maybe this problem wouldn't occur. But uh, let's go with the next call. Okay, Sharon, go ahead, Sharon. Out now. Go ahead, Sharon. Yes. Um, can y'all hear me? Yes, we hear you. Go ahead, yeah. sir. Ma'am. Okay. Um, what I was going to say before Bill said what he said was that why can't she just call and say I need an earlier appointment? But if she's that far away, I understand that. But um, And I would do the same thing, try to get me a doctor that's closer so I could get my medications quicker because I understand I, there's medicines I can't be without. Right. So, but but I don't think these these doctors, if they prescribe this medicine for you, Sharon, I think then somebody needs to be evacuated or there needs to be somebody proactive so that these things can be truly monitored, um, you know, because there's a responsibility here because you just don't stop this stuff cold turkey or... Um, 
Well, and they need to do that. If, if they're going to tell you, you can take this three times a day and we're going to give you a 30-day supply, then they need to give you 90 of them. Instead of 60. In other words, if you don't balance it out, if you don't think or reason for yourself and say, hmm, I've got 60 pills here and this has to last me a whole month. The other doctor says I can take three in a day. But if I do that, then I'm going to short myself another day. And if I do it too many days, then I won't have enough days to get through the month. So I was going to say um, in Minnesota, I believe... It's not true for all prescriptions, but for opioids, they can only prescribe six, 30, day, 30 days of prescription. Oh, for opioids? Yeah, but on others, they'll let you go to 90. But. Yeah, that's, I think that's the case here in New York State, but I'm not sure. Marianne, you had your hand and raised. Thank you, Sharon. Do you have anything else? Sharon, do you have anything else? I think Chris Buter there. Okay. She lowered her hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, go Let's ahead. Get, you want to get Marianne? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Marianne. Good morning. And Jeff, I'm very glad we could give you those two feet of snow. We had it. We shared it. Thank you for taking it. I didn't want it, but that's, it's, I'm, 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 I guess that's my Christmas gift from you. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. Right. You know, these things we do. Uh, but on the current topic, a lot of things like opioids, I know out here in Colorado, those have to be hand delivered to the pharmacy. It's not like a doctor can actually even call those into a pharmacy. You have to physically take a prescription in. You have to show an ID when you get billed and so on. So it's not that, I mean, a doctor could potentially go get it for somebody, but um, they keep track of, out here in Colorado, they keep track of every prescription like that that is filled and who picks it up and so on and so forth. And that's part of the reason. And when it comes to doing appointments for meds like that and pain management meds, it's really important to think about, okay, if I have an appointment, do I have, how many more days prescription do, do I have after that appointment? Um, it, because if something happens and I do miss that appointment, well, then I need to make sure that next appointment happens before the meds run out because because they have to be handwritten prescriptions. I remember at one point meeting some and having and having a physician say, no, I have to be able to, to give you the prescription. I can't call this into your pharmacy for you. And I think that may be in New York State as well because when I call uh, my prime care physicians, it says if, you're, if you have a uh, controlled substance and what you're talking about, Marianne, all the opioids are controlled substances. Plus, press, press this option, and there are other instructions. Now, in New York State, um, they are, are. I don't. When I have to renew my prescriptions for my stuff, I don't go to CVS with the, with the empty bottle to renew it. It's it's done all done online. So when I when I do my prescription for blood pressure medication and cholesterol medication, that's done by through my doctor's office, and they don't even call CVS. It's done online with a by, by computer, and that's what they're doing in New York State. So they're thinking that that may also help uh, avoid the abuse of, of prescriptions. I don't know. If that's what they're doing they're, in New York they're State. Doing that up here too our pharmacies will just say flat out um don't you, you call your doctor and they say you know if you need a refill on your prescriptions contact your pharmacy so yeah. it, it, your it, it pharmacy can... actually requests to your doctor's office and if right. your doctor hasn't seen you then they, yes they can deny refilling it until yep. they see you yeah that's the way it is here too. and it's very complicated because every state you know bill every state has separate laws oh my, and yes. some of them are different from state to state and that's the part of the biggest problem uh, we have one we have bill with with his hand this raised up so i'll let you let me know how you want to go here. Bill. Okay. Well, let me just say one one quick thing. I had a similar situation. Well, not a similar situation because mine was a little bit different. I take a, a sleeping aid at night called 
let's see, what's it called? It's a derivative of of ambient, and I've taken it for a lot of years because of this this non twenty four seven or whatever, and the doctor prescribed it for me. Well, my and I used to become so very anxious when I couldn't get it or. I would have to to go without it. But then I sit down and I talk to my, and I made up my mind. And I think I ran out when we went to, or I went to Florida. And the, I don't know, the doctor wouldn't fill the prescription. And I had to go a week or 10 days without it. And I learned to, to go without it. Now, I still use it now, but I'm not anxious anymore. If they took it away tomorrow, I can deal with it now. But... It, it that's a lot different than a pain situation, and you know I I understand that. Now that's the problem is your body gets used to having that too. I don't care what they say, your right. body I, gets I, used. And what broke me of that was I went to that. What do you call that? That non twenty four Heplios or whatever that stuff was and anyway i had to go off of it then to switch to that and i got used to going off of it and i used that it didn't work that non-24-7 drug but that's another topic but i kind of understand a little bit but at least with sleep if had to be that i'm retired now i could alter my schedule and sleep when when i had to but i get it i get it i get it i get it but still there, there, there needs to be some type of change. Let's see. Do we have another? Did you say? We have Bill? one more question okay. from Bill, and okay. I will unmute you, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say the same thing that everybody else said that the opioids. Yeah, you got to take a handwritten prescription in here in Illinois. I know, and I think probably Indiana is the same way. With this friend of mine lives in Indiana. Has to do that. A doctor can't call in an opioid prescription over sign, or he can't send it over the over the line either. That has to be handwritten to the drugstore, and you've got to personally take it there and with an ID. Now all my other medications, like like Jeff was saying and Marion was saying earlier, you can do them online. You can call the doctor and say. In fact, I deal with Walgreens. Walgreens, they call me when I get down to like five or ten pills left, and I know I got. And then they'll call me and they say, "You're, you're almost out. Would you like to refill this prescription?" Or they'll say this prescription cannot be refilled we will contact your doctor for you you yeah. press one or two or just talk to them right now i have my prescriptions on auto refill so what happens yeah, is that's that with my mine are too what i need to take but i mean they'll call me and remind me that hey you're running low you got about five days left or whatever but it is the control substances i don't believe they let you do those on auto no they can't that's why you say you can't do that on control right. so you gotta right. take just like marion said you gotta take a handwritten prescription to the pharmacy you can't you can't call in and get it well it used to be that way in indiana now they went back the other way. It used to be I had to take it into the pharmacy, but now you don't necessarily... Well, that's only opioids. Opioids. Yeah. Only opioids. Right. you got to take them in. Yeah. Gail, do you had a question as well, so I'm going to unmute you. Hold on, make sure I got her. Go ahead, Gail. Um, I was just wondering with some of these control... My, my husband, Jim, had the same thing with, with controlled substances. He actually had to go into the VA with the prescription and personally go in there and pick them up that way. Um, he couldn't, he could call it in, but then he had to go in there and take them up. But, you know, these rules vary differently because I've got a friend who takes some type of controlled substance or he takes several of them a day. And I don't know how he lost his whole bottle. He got it the first of the month and they let him go in and refill another bottle 
and there's no way they would would let us do this. Now, our doctor's office does this. Now, I've never heard this before. They don't want to mess with the insurance company. So they say, if you won't mess with the insurance company, we'll give you a 90-day supply since you don't have to go through the insurance company. And then you don't have to come back every 30 days because we don't like messing with the insurance. So you can shop around and we'll find you the best discount with one of these, you know, prescription cards or, you know, those cards they use in the drugstore and in those. Yeah, there's a, there's a thing called GoodRx.com. GoodRx, that yeah, fun. that's the one. Yeah, they said well, if you. Our, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Go, Chris. Our insurance companies, both of them, will do a 90-day supply. Yeah, but, so am I. But just because it's a controlled substance doesn't mean it's an opioid because there's lots of controlled right. substances out there that aren't right. opioids. But Percocet is an opioid. That, yes, that's, it, it is. I know. That has different names for it, but that, right, that's one right. of the names. No, they, they won't do it. But they won't, he said, if you don't turn it into the insurance, we'll get you this. Otherwise, you've got to do 30 days, and then you'll have to pay the regular price because we don't like to do um, pre-authorization. They don't like doing that. We have one more hand for them to make you do it every year anyway. I'm sorry. We have one more hand from Ellen out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, so I'll I'll, I'll unmute her, Bill. Go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, I remember one time. This happened to me several years ago. I had uh, some teeth extracted, and so my I, my dentist put me on Percocet. And just so you have an idea, those things will they have some really bad side effects because I could not function. All I wanted to do was sleep. So what I did the next day is I called over to the dentist office and I told him, I said, look, I can't function on this. Can you put me on something that is non-drowsy? Because uh, I just couldn't do anything. <laughs> My life was on hold. <laughs> so I had a certain So eventually it ha- he did do that. But, but what's interesting is he called it into the pharmacy for me so I wouldn't have to go back. Back in. No, I don't know how they do it now here, but um, that's the way they did it years ago. Oh, yeah. and, and again, Ellen, as I said earlier, each state does things differently, and it, and depending on what drug it was, and you didn't mention what drug it was. So if it was an op, if it was, they're really concerned mostly about the opioids problem. That's yeah. that's the big thing, yeah. Ellen. You may not have been, you may not have been on an opioid. I don't know what what. what no, that was Percocet. Yeah, I don't know what drug. I don't know what drug you were on. So, no, yeah, he, he, he I keeps, was. I was. He keeps trying. She's trying to tell you, Jeff. Oh, okay. Jeff is not hearing today. I. <laughs> no, I was on Percocet, but that did not last more than more than a day because I could not. Um, I didn't right. want to um, yeah. deal with that, so I was put on something else that did work. No, that's what I meant. What? What? So, what drug did they change you from at the time when they changed you? I don't. The I don't remember now because it was several years ago. So now but, I'm not saying I've never taken that. I don't remember one time I had some wisdom tooth, four of them pulled, and I might have been on something like that for a day or two. I don't know, but thank goodness I've never had to have long term, you know, pain pain thing like that. But I almost think they need to have a pain management specialist or somebody who deals oh, yeah. with that type Yeah, I of had stuff. a tooth extracted. All they gave me was penicillin. They didn't, they didn't give me any pain medication. I, I, I don't remember. It's been so long. long. I remember 
I took one pill and I had these crazy nightmares and I said, I'm, I'm not taking this stuff no more. I didn't need a doctor to tell me. I just said, no, um, I'm not not but doing it. I think that people that have chronic pain like that probably need to go to a pain management specialist instead of a primary care doctor because they surely have other options besides just giving you pills. Now I want the drugs. Give me the drugs. Give me That's the what drugs. I want, Jennifer. You know, it, it's kind of <laughs> like... I go to a primary physician, but and and I understand it's it's a lot of guesswork. I've went from four pills now down to one, and because they keep getting concerned about low blood sugars and this that, and the other, but they keep guessing around. I I'm not sure that if you're on diabetes that it might not be a good idea to go to what do they call those doctors that uh, right i'm not sure that or even but they would guess too i mean because everybody's different but but at least they're an expert in that field and i think someone with thyroid issues like yourself jennifer should be going to one of those type of um people instead of just taking wild guesses now jeff it looks like we got a few more phone calls yeah we've got bill and we've got gail let me let, let me do the ladies first okay Go ahead, Gail. What's the difference between Percocet and Darvacet? Same drug. Same drug. Darvacet, when I I had surgery and I was in the hospital, and they gave me this for pain. But the thing of it was I'd be laying in bed and I'd be hallucinating like crazy. Oh, do you have any more left? No, never mind. (laughs) I'm sorry. The nurses kept saying, well, that's why we get you up and walking around. And I thought, you guys, you've got to do a better, you know, you got to do better than this. I can't lay around like that. So they put me on, I had codeine, but the thing of it was I'm allergic to codeine, I found out the hard way. Here's the thing. A a, a drug can have many names because there are generic names for the drug and there are the brand names. And most of the insurance. They're they're the same same family, Gail. Yeah. Okay, well, that may, I just wanted to clear that up because like I said when I was in the hospital with this surgery and they gave me this and nobody told me a thing and I'm just laying there hallucinating and going balloons were kissing and stuff like that. I'll take I'll take your Darvacet off your hands. Don't worry about it, Gail. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think you want that kind of thing, Jeff. Is that about the same as Etlios? What, what Etlios? Oh, Etlios. I, the, Etlios was a, that was that company, Vanda Pharmacy came up with that drug for for the non twenty four seven, and that was very much controlled. That had to, you couldn't even buy that in your Walgreens store. You had to, that was a prescription they shipped to you, and it was very much controlled, and they shipped it to you every month. Or yeah, I think that's how they did, it. and they they sent it overnight. That stuff was expensive, and yeah, they sent it on ice that. and that kind of stuff. She found it out the hard way, and she would hallucinate and all this kind of thing. And she finally said, "No more of this." No, 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 no. Well, it looks like we got some more. And we got one more. We'll get to Bill. Go ahead, Bill. You're on. Yeah, I was going to say your friend Bill. She could. I don't know what her what she's taking the Percocet for, but right now, if she's in a lot of pain, it can be for the physical condition, or it can be withdrawal pain. Because when you go off a drug, you get severe muscle cramps and that. Because I I know. A guy that went off of the, well, he was on just like cocaine or stuff. But I mean, he had severe muscle cramps and everything else. So she could be getting up what they call withdrawal symptoms right now, which makes it worse. Well, that that could be, but hers is because of her her other physical ailments. I think it's something called dystonia, and I don't understand that. So I'm. Oh. 
I know what that is. I, I well, okay. you might. Well, that, that one, that one, if she has that, that's not serious. Right, right. That, so. that is serious. That is because dystonia, what happens, your body turns to stone. Your muscles, they harden up and solidify. And the perk of that way may help it keep it lubricated. But no, I knew a kid years ago when the kid had dystonia. And he, he, well, it finally caught up to him. But when he did, his body was stiff as a board. Would it help, Bill? And I'm, I'm not, I'm only making this as a suggestion for the person that you're talking about, Bill. If, if she had to, if it really is a point where she can't manage it, she may have to go to the ER to get it, to get a, a treatment at this point. I'm not, and I'm not even sure if that's the right solution either. But, now, um, according to, I'm only seeing this third hand, Jeff. So, but according to her, her contract that she had to sign in order to take these drugs, if you go to an emergency room, you can void your contract for getting this prescription. I, now, yeah, okay, and I understand why they're doing that, but uh, that's the only I thing I can know. say. I mean, I don't know, so that's... That's way beyond my pay grade. Uh, I don't think I don't think you should clutter up the emergency room with things that aren't emergencies. There's enough well, of that that goes on. The trouble is, what may not be an emergency to me? Well, somebody be... bleeding to death is an emergency, or somebody whose appendix has ruptured, or broke a leg, or something like that. It's more of an emergency than than because you're in pain and you want relief. Understood. Chris has his hand raised. Bill, should I get yeah, to him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Chris. Okay. Um, I uh, well, first of all, yeah. Again, I, I think the emergency is in the eye of the beholder to a bit of, right. of, of thinking because if if she's getting so stiff and then the way that Bill just described it, um, Bill from Chicago, uh, you know, that is certainly an emergency. You can't you can't live like that. Now, as far as contract and whatever and insurance and the doctor, this is all key, of course, surrounding the doctor. But I guess my question is, and I don't know anything about our state laws. Luckily, Kathy nor I are on any kind of medications that are controlled, so we don't really know. But and and we are mobile we can get to the pharmacy you know and uh, kathy can take a cab i can walk up whatever the point that i'm making is what happens to people who are housebound who need these drugs and can somebody their, their caregiver go get them and because that could run into problems because some of these caregivers are, as we know are not the um you know uh, icons of virtue and uh, you could end up with problems where somebody says i'm picking it up for so and so but they have to get the medication but they can't physically get to the pharmacy they're lucky they can get their doctor's appointment you know they're in wheelchairs they're they're housebound that's know? a good point chris that's a good point I, I believe there must be laws covering that and i well, wish i was i'm not an expert on that chris and i really i don't know that i can answer the question now i have went on many occasion and picked up her drugs for at the drugstore i had to show my id you know and then paid for it and then they gave me the prescriptions now i could have went south or went someplace else with her meds and shame on her. Now, of course, I'm not going to do anything like that, but what Chris described is another whole area that we get into. People that abuse people who are disabled or elderly or whatever in the name of caregivers. Now, I'm sure that 99% of the caregivers are very, 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 very good, but there's a lot of room for abuse or misuse in in that particular case also that that it that can you know happen now you know i wouldn't think about not taking those drugs back to her because i don't want them but you know people are unfortunately 
Uh, do we have any more comments, Jeff? No, we don't at this point. So, but and this has been a very popular subject. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realize that there were so many people uh, well, interested in this, but it really know, is. I mean, it affects us all, um, or will at some point in time, because all of us are going to be dependent in some way, or need some help, or assistance, or whatever the case may be. Tim, were you going to say something? I guess not. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to happen to all of us in some form or another. Now, like I said, we would all handle this differently. I would say to said doctor, if I'm not living in that area anymore, you know, it's more convenient that I can get to some place that I can get to the doctor's office with an affordable way of a cab or Uber within five or six dollars and be there within minutes so that if if I'm not feeling so good, maybe I can still get there on that appointment date or whatever the case may be. Um, when you go to 20, 30 miles away, then you're then you're heading for problems, and it looks like we're heading for a 225 call, maybe. Well, no, he just joined. He hasn't raised his yeah, hand or anything. He's just joined. Don't worry. Pierre is going to be raising yeah, his hand. Yeah, I was going to say that. Don't, don't be worried about Pierre. He's going to raise his hand. Pierre, <laughs> you might as <laughs> told yeah, you, he, and, and he has raised his hand. So I told you. Let me, um, go, go ahead, Pierre. Yeah, uh, one time uh, I took some uh, 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 lower tabs. Uh, I had a little surgery, and I got up to go to the bathroom, and I, I asked Teresa, I said, what is the stove doing in the bathroom? And she said, you're not in the bathroom. You're in the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, But uh, somebody stole my sister's pill one time, and they would not give her any more until the prescription was ready to be filled again. So what did she do, or was it a kind that she could do without? Well, she just had to do without. But uh, uh, what is it? They sell those pills, uh, like a Percocet on the street. It's worth 50 to $80 per pill. Wow. See, and, I don't even know where to go on the street to get that kind of stuff. <laughs> I live a sheltered life, I guess. But uh, it's 50 to $80 per pill, and that's why they don't want to refill them until it's time because a lot of people get them and sell them. Oh. Uh, I, I, you know, this bugs me about people, too. They will get stuff from medical supplies and stuff from the insurance company and turn around and sell them on eBay or whatever that case may be. If the insurance company has already paid for them, then they turn around and make money off of them. I don't... Well, they do that from uh, blind agencies. Oh, yeah. Now that's, oh, yeah. That get equipment way. from rehab and stuff. Don't it. even get me going on that. Here we go. Don't, yeah, heard, oh, don't, yeah. don't even get me started. And by the way, if anybody wants to join in, Tim and I will check. 800-693-0595. And I guess, what, press option one or two. It doesn't matter. And you can record your comment and we'll play it here over the air. But, I, uh, but go ahead, Pierre. I, uh, I destroyed my lower tab. I took one and I destroyed them, and somebody was fussing at me. I could have got $80 a piece for those pills. You're stupid. I, that, that's why I destroyed them. Right, Pierre. You, 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 you could have bought two or three dots and all kinds of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could have made your life right. a little bit easier. And to have money you wouldn't even know for now, but no. Uh, I that one one of those things did that to me too, Pierre, and it caused a real problem. So 
I I just try to stay. But then again, I'm not in another person's position, so I can't speak to pain, you know. And but maybe that's why they are so strict. But there's well, some... I know a lot of doctors now. Like if you go to a dentist and you get a, a root canal or something like that, they will give you like eight pills, and that's it. That's it. That's now that now that, see now that that seems to be logical. But there there needs to be a combination or some way that you know if you run out at the end of the month and your doctors you can't get in to see your doctor. There just needs to be a better way to handle that for the honest people. But then again, I don't know. Let's see. We got some more. We have Bill and we have Sharon. Let's get to Sharon uh, okay. first here. Okay. Go ahead, Sharon. Go ahead, Sharon. Why is that? I'm unmuting here. I push the unmute button. Oh, she, oh, cause she muted herself, and it's not not letting me in. So let's go to Gail then. Okay, now I should unmute. Yeah, yeah you're, go you're, ahead. You you're got good. it now, Sharon. Um, when my mom died, um, they took all of her pills, and they the nurse crushed them, and uh, I don't know what she did with them after that, but she crushed them into just small little. Um, uh, granules so that was interesting to me yeah well she just destroyed them so nobody else could could use them yeah because at, at the time my niece was there and she was on drugs and they they knew it so I, I thought that was interesting that they that they did that i don't know if they do with that with everybody that dies in their home but that's what they did with my mom yeah understood. Well, gail you had your hand raised circumstance i could see why go ahead gail all those drugs when my husband died they took all of those dropped all of those away and uh, got rid of everything so that nothing would happen and you know like i said when i was on this darvacet when i had this surgery i had that scared me i thought i hope i never have to go on anything like that because that scared me kind of straight in a way i thought if i well, don't have to but, ever do that. but as bill sparks said gail there, there is going to time going to come a time in our life and we're all aging where at some point we are going to be on some sort of drugs i'm sure i'm sure i I hope not i'm not anything either but i'd rather you know but that's going to be up there i hope it stays that way but unfortunately also can't can't a nurse practitioner or someone like that authorize if you need a not a controlled substance like that i don't know i I honestly don't know I, i i truly truly do not know the the answer to that question i do not know but i i myself gail if if i was really struggling in pain and no matter what if if i could not function i probably would get myself to a room or emergency room get some treatment whatever i needed or to get myself to a plan that that i wouldn't let this happen again but that's just me i think that's how i would handle it of course, it's easy Thank to say the, what I would Thank do. you for the help there. I was just kind of curious. Yeah, yeah. Also, my friend that lives in um, uh, assisted living, there are all kinds of nurses. They can get in touch with a doctor and stuff like that, so she can get all kinds of help if she needs to and stuff like that. Well, what, one thing that really, in her case, she really needs to, as soon as possible, get a hold of the doctor because we, um, Chris and I ran into a situation here, let's see, about two years ago? Three. Yeah. Three years, where Chris was having really severe pain. She went to the ER, and, of course, they said, 
was a virus. It was a virus sent her home. And <clears throat> actually, my, my sister, where my sister-in-law works is uh, Blair, Blair Gastro. And Chris went in to see uh, one of the doctors in there. And it was a good thing he did. She did because she wound up having uh, stones in the bowel duct. But, but I had to call and say, hey, I cannot wait. But now I never do that either. So, but if you do that all the time, right? Because like I said, we don't know the whole situation. So that that is a particular case where we we're not there. So we don't know. But you know, it's easy. This is how I would probably do it. You know, this has been a fascinating topic, and of course, we we try to do that. In you know, we try to keep it real, but we do need to take a minute or two before we switch over at the top of the hour and do Dave and Chris's demo and talk about someone who passed away in the accessibility uh, field and who made made a huge contribution to uh, to accessibility. And a lot of you use the same product. Uh, that um, Phil Rakestrip, um the founder of Envision, and you say, Envision? What's that? Well, anyone that's used a barcode reader, you know, that uh, you identify your products with every day, that was their first product, but also who uses the prescription reader. So those are two big products that really have impacted um, our lives, you know. And so he passed away, I think, on November the 19th or 20th. So um, we we just need to take a moment. Does anybody else want to say anything about that? How old, how old was he? Because he didn't, he never sounded like he was very seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yep. Seventy eight. What's that, Tim? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yeah, he was November twentieth. Right, and the company started out in Normal, Illinois, but subsequently, in the last few years, have moved to Florida, and that's where the Envision headquarters are now. So they moved to Florida, and but nevertheless, the the products, you know, I mean, you just talked about it, Dave. You just got a Galaxy. Was it a Galaxy? Is that it? Yeah, what it's called uh-huh. the Galaxy Two. Yeah, th- that you have that you sent back for repair. That you know, th- this this is a product. Now, I like uh, this is only my speculation and mine only. I don't know how long products like that will go on at the price point. I'm, you know, at $1,300 for a, you know, a barcode scanner to to read food products when there's things like Ira and Be My Eyes and, and several apps. And maybe this is the kind of thing that will go to an iPhone. Of course, not everybody can use an iPhone, but something. I just... I'm not a. Uh, I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful one, and we own one. But that's an awful lot of money. Of course, if it does what you want it to do every day, I guess it's all relative. Any comments on that before we switch over to the top of the hour? I don't know what to say, but you know, I know you say thirteen hundred dollars is a lot of money. It is for many, many people. But Dave, could you live without that barcode reader? Well, there are a lot of things that we can use it for that the apps 
so far don't work with as far as barcodes. Uh, I mean, you know, like the the Galaxy, for example. I mean, it uh, millions and millions and millions of uh, stuff in the database, yeah, items and things like that on there. Which and, and a lot of these apps don't have that much of a database. Well, and the cool thing about the barcode reader is it, it can find the barcode code a whole lot. I have so much trouble getting it to even find one with my phone. And that thing, you can kind of move it around, and it'll find it if it's there. Yeah, because it's usually. a bigger area to work with. That's because it's a professional camera in that thing. It's a professional device, Janet, Jennifer. Right. It, no. um, it, I mean... It it really does help out. I mean, there's no there's no question doubt about it, and we've we've discussed this before. There are going to be folks who are are not going to be able to use a device. Now, fortunately, there is options out there now, and that's good. Um, let's let's get. Do we have Bill with a comment? Uh, he just lowered his hand, so I okay. I'm just giving you a time check. It is uh, okay, ten oh four. All right. Well. Well, Jeff, now you've got two. Now I got him raising their hands again. Yeah. So we've got time. So so let's do this. Go ahead, Bill. <coughs> Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. The only thing I'm going to say with the with the Galaxy, I know it's thirteen hundred dollars, and Bill mentioned Ira and stuff like that. Uh, if I couldn't afford it, but I could afford thirteen hundred dollars, I'd spend the thirteen hundred dollars. I know Ira's got a five minute free thing, but some recipes take more than five minutes. Opposed to spending three hundred dollars a month if you want the unlimited usage, that's thirty six hundred dollars a year. Well, if you can use a barcode reader for thirteen hundred dollars. I'd go with the barcode reader. All right, stop, 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 stop just a second, Bill. Let's, let's at least get the facts straight, okay? First of all, there is no unlimited plan at $300 a month, okay? You can get 100 minutes or you can even get 100, 200 minutes or, um, you know, something. But it's far below the price that you're mentioning it. At um, you know that at the three hundred dollars a month that used to be when when they first came out, but fortunately, Bill, it, I understand your point and what you're trying to say. But let's let's at least put this in perspective. You do not have to pay thirty six hundred dollars a month for Ira. What do you pay, Chris? What one hundred and twenty nine? Of course. Yeah, I think that's what ours is. I think ours is 129 for two minutes. They used to have that $300 plan, and that would have been $3,600 a month, but they don't have that. Right. They haven't had it for a while. For a long time now, for over a year or two. But I, I think the point is, and I understand what Bill's trying to say, but the, the point that we're trying to make, Bill, is, yeah, you can read recipes and you can do all of that, but you also... If you were doing that, you can do a five-minute call and hang up and call right back in again until you get your task done. They don't limit you necessarily to that, but you can do far more than just read a recipe. You know, there's a lot of office tasks. There's a lot of tasks that you can do that maybe you can't do with paying the money for the bar. And I'm not against the bar code scanner because i have one but at least let's put the the figures right at least let's get that halfway straight here 
and I received a text message from Jr. Marianne's brother asking about a barcode reader from Amazon. You could, you know, you don't have to go to uh, AT Guys to buy a bar. You can, you can buy barcode readers anywhere. They're, they're, you know, they're, you know, you can buy them anywhere. It's just a matter of, of can you use them if you can't see. Right. That's, that's the other issue. That, and the, the other issue is you can hook up one of those things and use it, but a you don't have the database, and b. Um, you have to go to the computer. You have to take your products to the computer. So the barcode scanner has a wonderful place, and it does a fine, wonderful job. But it's a, it's the same thing. Uh, let's get these comments and then. All right, let's go. Let's go to Sharon and go ahead, Sharon. There you go, ahead. Sharon. You're good. Uh, um, yeah, um, I was going to say um, that every now and then, Dale Campbell out of Houston, uh, Blind Mice Mega Mall, will let you pay out the barcode scanner a hundred dollars a month, and that's how we got ours. And that's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you, Sharon. That is that is a good thing, and I think. I think they will let you do that from Envision on some of them. I maybe not all of them. I don't know, but I would if that was something you were interested in. You're right. Well, I think they let you upgrade too, don't they? And give you so much off if you have an older. Right. They're yeah, they, they're, they they're pretty fair about that. They're they're very very fair about that. We got any other callers, Jeff? I think we got. Did we get to Bill? I, I see his hand raised again. Okay. I'm, not sure, I'm, I'm not sure if we forgot to lower his hand. Bill, so let me. Just, I'll just unmute him quickly. Okay. Go yeah. ahead, Bill. Did you want to say something okay. again? I'm sorry. Okay, real quick. Uh, and, I know, Bill. You what you said. I didn't uh, say thirty six hundred dollars a month. I said thirty six hundred dollars a year. Okay. I haven't read IRA lately to see what their price are. Even though at one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty dollars a month, unless you're really going to use it a lot. Right. I don't like, mind listening. I mean, you figure out the math. No. no. I said, All right. All you, I'm you, said I said, you said I said. No, Bill. What I said was, and you got to remember one thing, Bill. If you say it wrong, I'm going to call you on it here. You said, and I said $3,600 a year, okay, which is $300 a month. Now, we get that. But that's not the price. That's not even in the range of the price of the thing. And I'm not saying you're... I just said, let's, let's keep the figures real. That's exactly what I'm saying. And it is not $300 a month. And I'm not trying to defend IRA or anything like that. But at 100 and, you know, when they give you five minutes unlimited for each call per day, that is quite a game changer. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy the you know, the barcode reader, but their services goes far beyond a barcode reader. So that's exactly what I'm saying. But go ahead, Bill. I think he's beautiful. We have one more. I know that Jerry has his hand up. Okay. You want to get to him? Yeah. Okay. Jerry, go ahead, please, quickly. Okay. Uh, what I like about, we have the, uh, uh, we have the script talk from Envision and, uh, what I love, what I like about them is they really keep up with you. Like they call every three months to ask us how it's working and if we have any problems, and they tell us, you know, we can always call back if, if, if something comes up. Right, and that's provided to you absolutely for free. Right, we have it on loan, and so we're not we're we're not suggesting anything is wrong with Envision at all. I think it's a great product. I own yeah, it. it. I own it. But I'm just saying there's other options out there that a person can use, and you choose to whatever works best for you. But now there there are two Envisions. 
Bill, because the ones that did, uh, All right, but Envision America. Envision America. Right, Envision America. The yeah. other Envision is a scanning program for the phone, the iPhone. But I'm saying the Envision America program, the barcode scanner, is great, especially for people who, A, don't want to use a computer, can't use a computer, and yeah. it helps them in their daily lives in their kitchen or whatever you know the case may be and that's a wonderful wonderful thing for those people you know i don't have a problem with it. i just um you know and, and some people use um the at guys scanner where they they put a device up to their scanner and they use that and that works for them and some of us use all three the barcode scanner and whatever else we can find. And the other thing I wanted to say is Envision America for their script talk has a very nice app. Yes, it is very accessible. I would just like to see that come to maybe eventually one of these days when the phone cameras and everything to where that could be used also on a telephone if people are so inclined. You know, okay. so I think we are ready to go to we are ready to go to Dave and Chris's demo. We're going to we're going to do a two minute spot first, guys, and then we'll go right into your demo. Do you anything want to say anything about um, we want to no, find out how they got their turkey? Oh, their turkey. Oh, how they got their turkey. I had told Chris about this, and I, I looked up online and found out that Walmart uh, grocery delivery was available in their area. So Chris looked at it, and we found out for $98 a year, you can get unlimited grocery delivery from Walmart. And you say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, the big deal about that is you can get the whole products from the Walmart grocery and you pay one flat rate and you can get it per year. The The other thing is you get it at the Walmart cost. In other words, a lot of stores, not all, I got to be careful about when I say this because I've already gotten in trouble this morning with ira but you've got to be very careful um they and, and they say this on their website that they charge more than what you would buy it for in the store so in some cases that can save you quite a bit of money because when things are marked up a dollar 75 cents and you do this for 40 50 products well that's a little bit of a difference in the price but not no, is it just their groceries or anything that they have. Um, the grocery app is just for the grocery app. What, whatever they now, that involves a lot of things because I bought dish towels and all kinds of different things from there. So, but it's mainly the products in the grocery store, whatever's in the grocery store. And that how you read it also, Chris? Yes, and I they also have things that are not on Instacart and the they don't have like Martin's on Instacart doesn't have everything that Martin's in the store has. Walmart grocery appears to have, have everything, everything that Walmart has. For example, I was looking for a spiral ham. They only had one maybe and when I went to Walmart to look for a ham, there was several many, many different selections of hams and turkeys that I could choose from. 
with that $98 fee, just one quick question. I know, we, I know we're running out, we're running here. Does there, is there a minimum order that you have to have to get the free delivery, even though you're paying $98 a year, guys? $30. I, yeah, I think there is $30. Okay, that's, that's pretty reasonable. But I mean, you, you got to spend 15, it anyway. You get a 15-day free trial. Right, you get a 15-day free trial, and they do deliver. They do deliver in the same day. Sometimes you'll, like I've I've scheduled mine at night, or I've done in the order at night, and then it comes the next morning or whenever I wanted to. The one thing I do like about it is if you, you get an email and you can go back in and you can change your order, and they'll give you a you know, so many hours within the delivery, you can change your order and make the changes, and that kind of makes it nice. There's also, if you choose not to pay a yearly fee, there's a monthly fee, but I believe the yearly fee is a little cheaper. It, it always works out that way, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it always works out that way, but no, you know, it... Um, it goes from there. So I guess we are ready to go. So, guys, what are we doing our demo on this week? This is frying a turkey in an electric deep fryer. Now, we've done chicken as a demo. We've never done turkey. And the nice thing about deep frying a turkey, at least in the Masterbuilt electric fryer, it takes four minutes per pound. So if you have a 20-pound turkey, it's going to take 80 minutes, right? That's right. So there, well, we're going to hear all about it. Well, here are a little spot. Uh, that reminds me. There's a little reminder. I'm getting some pushback on the legend from um, presenters and from um, listeners. In order to keep the cost down, to keep this affordable, to keep the legend on the air, we have to run these spots. There's no other option. No presenter nor listeners have ever donated enough money to make it so that we wouldn't have to do any of these types of things. So we have to do the best we can. And so that's why you're inconvenienced for um, four minutes per hour of spots. Of course, the regular radio stations have to do it. So, and just remember, if you listen to a station owned by iHeartMedia or any of the big companies, sometimes those those stop sets or those commercial sets can be 10 minutes long. So, Most definitely. And the legend falls between a very small radio station to just put on for whatever than, you know, the, the great big ones. But to tell you the truth, we get enough listeners and whatever that we have to do it this way or we we just can't do it. So let's get started, and we'll play this, and we'll see you in about, uh, I'm not sure how long the demo is, but... 26 minutes. Okay, here we go. And Chris will have a um, recipe on the other side. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting demo. Today, we are going to show you how to use a turkey fryer to fry a turkey. In our case, we have a uh, 22-pound turkey, and we are going to be putting that into the deep fryer and explaining a little bit about the deep fryer and showing you how to use this unit to fry your turkey and uh, hopefully uh, you'll have some fun listening 
to this demo. First thing I will do is have Chris give you the information about this product. Okay, we, we do need to kind of clarify one thing. This is the information I'm going to be giving you is on a, an XL turkey fryer, an XL extra large electric turkey fryer by Masterbuilt or Butterball. They're the same fryer. Now, the one we're using will hold a 22-pound turkey because it is an XXL. The one that you can currently get is only an XL. It will hold up to an 18-pound turkey. And the reason for this is because we got ours from QVC, and they did a special pack-up for them that was an XXL, but they no longer have that. So... In fact, uh, QVC no longer has this turkey fryer at all. They're the ex- they're exactly the same except for the capacity of the, the turkey that you can put in there. You can get the XL Master Built Turkey Fryer. Its model number is MB for Master Built two three zero one zero six one eight. That's M as in Mary, B as in Bravo, 23010618. This is the XL Stainless Steel Turkey Fryer by Masterbuilt or Butterball. You might see it listed either way. Right now, Amazon has it for $121.96. It is normally available at Amazon for $149.99. You can also go to masterbuilt.com. That's one word, M-A-S-T-E-R-B-U-I-L-T.com. Masterbuilt has the same fryer, except it's red, for $129.99. Should you want to call Masterbuilt, their phone number is one 800 Four eight nine one five eight one. That's one eight hundred four eight nine one five eight one. You may be able to find these same fryers at some place like Walmart or Kohl's. I don't know about that. We didn't check everywhere. Those are just the two places we checked. And I also checked QVC. They have a different master-built fryer. Well, it's called Butterball. But it is totally different, and I can't guarantee that the operation would be the same. But we talked to master-built, and the operation for the XXL and the XL is exactly the same, except the pound, the, no, the number of pounded turkey it'll hold bit more information about it it's it's a pretty good size little unit um i would say it's a good what would you say 18 inches wide oh yeah and about the same from front to back and probably what a foot tall or maybe better pretty much square on the outside yeah and it's um Everything about it, except the housing that has the motor and stuff in it, and the electrical and the electric. You mean the elements? Well, I mean the element that you put down into the fryer, but also the casing around the outside. Right. The pot, the inner pot, the basket, 
the valve, the lid, all that stuff is removable and it is all dishwasher safe. If you can figure out how to get that inner pot in there, it's kind of large. Um, it won't fit in a lot of dishwashers unless you take the top rack out, but you know. So what I usually do is just put it in the sink and wash it out. <laughs> it's I, a lot easier to do that. It is. Uh, I, I Lots of times I will put the lid and the basket and the valve in there, though, just because it just does a nice clean-up job and it's easy and they'll fit on the top shelf. So, And you need a big cart or table or something to put it on. We have it on a cart, which for Dave works fine. For me, I'd like to have it a little lower if I was going to do something heavy like that. But for him, it works. I'd like to have it down about six more inches. But, you know, he's the one lifting it in and out. So, Right. So I guess uh, now... It's time to fry. It's time to fry. Well... I am going into the extended kitchen right now, and I am going to plug in and start the turkey fryer. The cord for this turkey fryer has a big plug. It's a female plug on one end of the, the appliance cord. And, of course, the other end goes into the receptacle, your house receptacle. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take this cord and I'm going to plug it in to the turkey fryer uh, on the side of the turkey fryer towards the front. Uh, you'll see two prongs sticking out, and you you take this cord. It's a breakaway cord. It's magnetic, and what you do is you plug it in, and then you probably heard the beep, and then I will come down to the first. Uh, I'll find the first, the top row of buttons, or two buttons, and I want the, I'll find the top left button, and bring my fingers down, and find the next button down, and I will press that. And hopefully the fryer has started. And the fryer has started, and it will take approximately 30 minutes for this fryer to heat up because we are heating up 2.8 gallons of peanut oil. Once the fryer gets hot, the first thing I will do is take the basket that the turkey goes in, and I will dip uh, use my hooks, hook them onto the handle of the uh, basket, and I will lower the basket down into the oil to get that basket saturated with oil so that when you put the turkey in, it won't stick to the basket when you go to take it out. So I will return when the fryer is heated up. And then we will proceed with 
putting the turkey into the fryer. While we're waiting, I went down and I got the turkey out of the refrigerator, brought it up, and um, Chris is going to do her thing with the turkey before um, I put it into the fryer after the fryer is heated up. I have already taken it out of the bag. I took it out of its wrapper yesterday so I could get the neck and stuff out for the gravy and um, put it back in a big, well, it's actually, it's an unscented trash bag is what it is, but it fits in there just fine every year. So that's, I've started using an unscented trash bag each year to put it in to get it back in the refrigerator. Anyway, I have, I'm going to inject it now. And I don't think you're going to be able to hear that, but I'm going to inject the breast in several places. And all I'm using is chicken broth. You can use whatever you want. You can use seasoned marinade, all that stuff. I don't really do that. I just use chicken broth. Okay, and so I've done about four places, and you just go with the needle just under the skin, and all it does is just kind of add a little moisture, and I'm going to go in about three or four places into the thigh, maybe I'll get one more in each breast. You end up injecting probably about a cup. Okay. And that's done. Okay, now I'm going to put some salt on it. And salt the breast real good. And a little bit of pepper. And it's ready to go in the fryer whenever the fryer's hot. Okay, the fryer has heated up. So now what I'm gonna do is lift the lid on the fryer. Oh, that oil is nice and hot. What I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna find my handle with the hooks on it. And I'm gonna come over here. I have a, a, a little table set up here and I have the basket for the fryer sitting on the table. And I'm gonna take these hooks and I'm going to hook them onto the handle of the basket. Then I'm gonna bring the basket over to the fryer. Because what my the object is is to dip the basket into the oil. Which it is. And then I will, I still have the hooks on the handle. And because the handle is way up out of the oil, I don't have to worry about getting burned. Now I'm gonna very slowly, I'm gonna pick that basket up. I'm gonna hold it up just a little bit above the fryer and let the excess drip back down into the oil. And it's still running some of that back down in there. Okay, that's pretty close. Now I'm going to take the basket back over to, I have a cookie sheet here. I'm going to set the basket back down on the cookie sheet. 
unhook my handles, place my hooks down on the cart so that they are out of the way. Now, I will take the cookie sheet and all, and I'm going back into the regular kitchen, and I'm coming in now, and I have the cookie sheet and the basket sitting on the cookie, sh cookie sheet. I'm going to set this down onto the counter. It's right beside the sink so that when I take the turkey out of it, I had cleaned the sink and just left the turkey in the sink. So once I take the turkey out of the sink, that way it won't drip on its way to the basket and also then I'll clean the sink again. Now I don't know if I have it turned the way you might want it to put the turkey in it. What Chris is going to do now is put the turkey into the basket. what she's doing now because the turkey's already ready to go into the basket. At least that's what I'm attempting to do. Oh, it's a heavy turkey. Heavy bird. <laughs> well, when you use these baskets, it's hanging over the edge. There we go. You have to notice that the basket is supposed to be shaped like the turkey is. So you want to make sure you get the where the legs are pointed. That's the skinny end of the turkey. You want to make sure you get that in the skinny end of the basket or it'll never fit. Right. So that's what I was doing there. And it's in the basket. Okay. I have brought the that's in the basket and it's sitting back on this cookie sheet out and I set it down on this little table that I have and then I'm going to find my hooks and <laughs> hope this goes real well and I'm going to hook them onto the handle of the basket which I have and I'm going to lift this basket up I'm going to bring it over to the fryer and start dropping it very slowly into the oil. And you do this very slowly because as you can hear, that oil is bubbling. It is down. So I'm going to let my handle fold down towards the back of the turkey. And it is in there. I'm going to lay my, I unhook the uh, hooks from the handle before I left that handle drop towards the back of the fryer. I'm going to lay my hooks down. Then, I'm going to take my iPhone and set a timer as soon as I unlock it. Messages. Messages. One on red. 
message. Okay, now I'm going to set a timer. Set a timer for 86 minutes. Your timer is set for one hour and 26 minutes. Messages. Okay. Red message. So the timer is set and the time on my watch. 9.12. So now we will just wait until the turkey is done and then we will come back. Okay, I am back and the timer should be going off anytime now on the iPhone. So what I'm going to do now is make sure my cookie sheet is on the table like where it should be. Then I will find my hooks that I laid under my cart and I'm going to hold the handle of my hooks and I'm going to turn them so that the open end of my hooks is facing up, but it's facing there. The, the hooks are facing the back of the fryer. Now, they're not in the fryer yet because I'm waiting for the timer to go off, which should be going off any time now. <laughs> but, um, and then what I will do is once the timer goes off, then I will open the lid on the fryer and I will take my hooks and like I said, I have them turned. I'm holding the top of the handle and I'm, I'm going to uh, take them towards the back of the fryer, inside the fryer, and find the handle. And here goes the timer. And the timer is going off. Stop the timer. Your timer is stopped. Okay. Now the timer has stopped. And so I've got my hand my the handle in my hand. I've got the hooks facing towards the back of the fryer. I'm going to take my other hand and open the lid on the fryer. Then I'm going to find the handle just by holding it the handle in my hand and I found like I just sort of angled it towards the back of the fryer and I found the handle in the uh, on that's on the basket the hooks are on the basket and I am raising the basket out of the fryer just a little bit above the fryer and then I will let it slide just it'll slide forward just a little bit and those little brackets there's two little brackets on the I take the hooks off let the handle come forward <laughs> and um, now the, the basket will come forward and those two little brackets that are on the, the basket fit into two little slot, the slots on the inside of the fryer and the turkey is 
out of the oil and it's waiting now for me to uh, look the basket has rested into those little slots in the fryer and the first thing I'm going to do is bring my hands over to the right hand side of the fryer and pull unplug the cord it's a breakaway cord and all I have to do is just And that disconnects the power to the fryer and it can cool down and what's going to happen now is that the turkey has to rest for about probably about 10 minutes somewhere in around there and I will return as soon as the turkey has rested okay the Turkey has finished resting, and I brought the, uh, lifted the basket up by its handle and brought it into the kitchen. On the cookie sheet. On a cookie sheet. And um, it's, uh, Chris is going to take it out of the basket, the turkey out of the basket, which she's doing that now. And put it on a clean a, cookie sheet. A clean cookie sheet for carving. And that'll be the carving. Uh, we're not going to carve it on the air today, but we might carve it on the air in a different day, a different turkey. So, anyway, the turkey is ready. It will be carved and ready for eating. Consumption. And we did consume it. Well, not all of it, of course, but uh, it was really good. It had really crispy skin, and it was really juicy. And some people, some of you may think, well, it would be oily, but it isn't at all. It's really good. Once the uh, you take the uh, turkey out of the fryer and, and let it rest, all that oil drains away and so it's nice and moist inside it it's just really good stuff well i have chris give you the information about the product one more time again <clears throat> the turkey fryer we used was a it was called master built at the time now it's they're called butter balls but they're the same turkey fryer um the one we used was a Masterbuilt XXL, and it would hold up to a 22-pound turkey. The information I'm giving you, because the XXL isn't available anymore, is for the Masterbuilt Butterball XL, and it will hold up to an 18-pound turkey. It is available lots of places, I'm sure, but the two places I know for sure that it's available right now are Amazon, and it is model number M, as in Mary, B, as in Bravo, 23010618. That's M, B, 23010618. Amazon's price, this is a stainless steel XL fryer. Amazon's price is $129.96, I'm sorry, $121.96, or it's current it's often available for $149.99. They have just a little bit of a price break right now. So you can get it now for $121.96 and it's usually $149.99. Or you can go to masterbuilt.com 
That's all one word, M-A-S-T-E-R-B-U-I-L-T dot com. They have it available for $129.99. It's master built. It's not stainless. Well, I mean, it's made out of stainless steel, but the color on the outside housing is red. Masterbilt's phone number is 1-800-489-1581. That's 1-800-489-1581. Well, that's the information about the unit. If you have any questions about this unit, you can always email Bill Sparks at bill at billsparks.org. That's bill at billsparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us and we'll make sure you get the answers to the questions that you have. You may reach us with your questions or comments regarding this product during this live demo by calling 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. You will be asked for a meeting ID. That is 848-725-450. That's 848 848- 725-450. You will then press pound as instructed. You'll be asked for a user ID. Press pound one more time and that will place you in the room with us where you can ask your question or make your comment about this product. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. Great job, guys. I don't know any of the answers. I defer to Chris and Dave in all cases, so keep that in mind. I just told them in the highest respect because I just don't know about that. And if any questions about the demo, we do have a couple little other little announcements. I just see that we need to make. And Chris, have you seen this about swans being down for two or three days over the weekend? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, well, you guys talk about something. I'll go get that announcement and make sure that we get it if we have any swans people that... Okay, this turkey fryer is um, pretty easy to use. Um, The only thing, you have to have a steady hand. You have to be able to control a weighted item really well because you've got to move it down very slowly so you don't want to be jerking it you don't want your hand to be shaking and the turkey has to be completely thawed before you put a turkey down into the oil oh yeah it's splattered like crazy inside too the whole whole thing it does it does really do what jenny did you use your electric knife and carve it yes well, somebody else carved it because they were already here. And My brother-in-law carved it. I don't like carving in front of people, especially not that. Yeah, that way, if it doesn't look good, we don't. What happens if it. people are allergic to peanuts and they use peanut oil to fry it? Well, another, but, do you recommend another one? <laughs> no, I mean, I know that you're supposed to use peanut oil, but are the oils used to fry this stuff as well? I'm not the not. only thing you have to watch on the oil, and we did use a, a vegetable oil this year, a vegetable oil blend. You just have to be sure about your smoke point. <clears throat> Some oils have a lower smoke point, and you don't want to use that. Yeah, so you wouldn't want to fry it in olive oil. No. No. One thing about the fryer, it has dual thermostats in it for protection. So, and when you deep fry the turkey, it fries at 375 degrees, 
And the because it's got the dual thermostats, that temperature holds perfect at, at 375. Now, you can adjust it like if you're going to do chicken or something like that. But you can't go up. No, you, you can't go any higher. It won't let you go any higher than 375. So, How do you know when it's preheated to the right temperature? I didn't hear that. Maybe because I, I had a phone call, I might have missed something. It, it, it'll be when it's preheated. And you give it, what it, isn't it 30 minutes? That's the average. On no, the we, we, we use a timer because uh, one thing that Masterbuilt or Butterball uh, does is those times are perfect. I mean, you don't have to worry about it. if it says, you know, uh, what is it, four minutes per pound? Yeah, is that what and it, that's is right. That what it is? And um, they're exactly right with that. And we set a timer just because it's easier. There is a timer on the fryer, but you have to count, and that's it's, always a, sort of a guess. Yeah, it's not really, the timer's not really accessible. Everything else is, but with timer, so we use, I use the iPhone in most cases. I mean, you could push a button and count the beeps, but why would you want to do that 80-something times when you can just set a timer? It makes it a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, plus you probably lose count two or three times. I would. Yeah. You got that. I would. I would. Well, I'm on 30 or 40 again. or 50. <laughs> I'd have to start all over again. Just save me a drumstick, guys. That's my favorite part of the turkey, <laughs> the dark <of> <laughs> Yeah, and and the turkey wound up, you know, the skin on the turkey was crispy like it should be. You know, there, there were just no problems. Yeah, it now they're like good, a, and it's so moist inside. Yeah. The, the biggest thing about using a electric turkey fryer, you do you do want to keep it away from objects because it, it gets a little bit hot. Not so much on the outside. Uh, the lid does. It gets pretty hot. But you want to try to keep it away from any objects that might catch fire well when we fried in the kitchen and we we have done that a couple times and it worked out fine i just flipped the curtain on the door over the top of the rod to so make that sure that, that that didn't get yeah do i see a couple hands yeah we have i i'm just getting it right now here we have marianne who raised her hand go ahead marianne well now i'm hungry and i don't even eat turkey <laughs> But I was going to ask, uh, would you? Can you fry other other things in that fryer, like some good fried chicken or something like that? Can you cut, fry things that are breaded and such like that as well? It does based on that. Yeah, we have a demo of fried chicken actually that we ran a couple years ago. You can oh, do that's chicken. Right. I remember you did mention that chicken, fish, fries, tater tots, whatever fries will fry in there. And and the breaded doesn't matter. It just will go. No, it just as goes. Much. Is it a single temperature fryer? Or can you lower it if you... You, you, you can, can lower, lower it. it. You can lower it. Okay. Yeah, we've done it's, okra it just in sets there. Its own, it sets its own temperature at 375, but you could lower it to 350 if you needed to. Yeah, right. 375 is the default. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you just... It's got, you know, uh, buttons for arrows, and you can you can just take it down. Maybe I would actually like turkey if I had it fried. <laughs> <laughs> it might make it taste better. <laughs> no. uh, my problem is I've ate too much of it. I want to fall asleep. It's got that, uh, what do they call it? I forgot the name. But a tryptophan. Tryptophan. And I know it makes me, can make you sleepy. I, mean, I had a left turkey last week, so know about that. But, hey. Mm-hmm. So how are you cooking this turkey today you got, the 12-pounder? It'll be in the turkey fryer. In the turkey fryer? Are you? When it thaws, it's probably going to be, by looking at the turkey this morning, it's probably going to be more like Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, we just didn't get enough turkey. <laughs> See, we got that one at the at the Cajun place. Hey, just a reminder, Swans will be down, swans.com, from 11 o'clock Friday night. This is Eastern time till 9 o'clock Sunday evening. 
say Friday's the sixth, right? Yes, it December, is. Right, so th- it'll be down then. So, um, if you're dependent upon that site, well, you just have to wait. I guess that Good doesn't <laughs> fall under fall under an emergency, but they're probably doing some type of major upgrade to the website, is my guess, which usually causes that to happen to to do that. So, um, we Chris got has the, uh, Tim a on that one. Oh yes, it is ten fifty five. I wasn't looking at the watch. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, I'll try to get through this fairly quickly. This is a pork tenderloin in the slow cooker. It's called root beer pulled pork, and it's really good. We've had it. The prep time is about 10 minutes. The cooking time is about 7 hours. You will need one 2-pound pork tenderloin, one 12-ounce can or bottle of root beer, one 18-ounce bottle of your favorite barbecue sauce, and eight hamburger buns, lightly toasted if you'd like. You place your pork tenderloin in the slow cooker and just pour the root beer over the top of the meat. Cover and cook on low until well cooked and the pork shreds easily. And that's six to seven hours. Or you can cook it on high for three to four. You go ahead and you shred the loin. with. I used two forks. What I did, I took it out and cut it up in a little bit smaller pieces. And then I just took two forks and pulled it. You drain any of the juice off of it. You can actually do that before you shred it because it's a little easier easier. But anyway, you drain it at some point, put it back in your slow cooker, put your barbecue sauce on it and stir it and cook it for an additional 30 minutes to an hour. And you serve it over the buns. Makes great sandwiches. Mm, It's it's tender, melts in your mouth basically, right, Chris? Yeah, sure does. It's good. I first had that in Arkansas. Our friend Ann made it for a potluck we went to and it was really good and you could probably and the root beer would give it a soda. different taste too yeah <clears throat> tastes good 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 um i think i'll have some of that i think i'll maybe prepare some up um for that i this is another topic for another show because we don't have time but I'm on the quest for, I like our crock pot, but I really don't. Don't seem like they make them as good as they used to. These um, Don't seem like they cook as good as they used to. But we'll see. Um, just to have oh, a pressure cooker, too. What about the pressure? I got you unmuted now, Tim. Crock pot. We got somebody, Jeff? Yeah, Tim right. muted himself, but he couldn't, he couldn't unmute oh. himself. No, I never muted myself, but it did. But oh. Somehow. Anyway, and it wouldn't let me unmute. So, oh, did you leave um, the meeting? Um, I did because of that, and then oh. I came back. And well, it yeah, when you come back, way. you can't unmute. Yeah, right, you yeah. can't unmute yourself. But, but it was that way before I left the meeting, too. So, anyway, um, just thought I'd let you know there's two calls to... Okay, I didn't get those calls for whatever reason, so if it, it'll cut into uh, your a little bit of your time, but go ahead and play them. That, that, that's all right. Wait a second here. Hang on, we'll get rid of that. Okay, now we'll try the call. Good morning, it's Pamela, and I've just had a couple of things share about Can you get a little more volume, Tim? Okay, hang on. I underwent a hysterectomy. Good morning, it's Pamela. And I just had a couple of uh, things to share about your topic on opioids. 
Um, back in 2009, I underwent a hysterectomy surgery, and I remember as I was coming out of the surgery, the doctor told me that she was prescribing a pain medication and that she was putting the paper in my chart and that they would give it to me when I left the hospital. That was on a Wednesday, but the very next day, on Thursday, when I went to leave the hospital, I was informed that the paper had disappeared and that the prescription was not in my chart. So I called the doctor's office and told them what happened. Because our state requires that physical piece of paper, I had to go to the doctor's office, even though they knew that I had just had surgery and it all legit. I had to go to the doctor's office to get another paper prescription that I could take to the pharmacy because, you know, they'll, they'll only accept a piece of paper. They won't do the painkillers online. So I had to take the piece of paper to the, the pharmacy and show my ID uh, to prove that I was supposed to get that prescription. Um, in another incident in 2012, I underwent transfusion surgery, and that is a very painful procedure. And I was put on pain medications, and they only gave me like maybe 10 days worth. And when I went back to the doctor for my checkup, um, I told them that I needed more pain medication. They actually would not give it to me. Um, they told me to just suffer and take Tylenol, but that was very painful. So those are my uh, comments on the topic, and we'll talk to you later, and happy holidays, everyone. Thanks. All right, and hang on a minute. We'll get to the other one. So I was pretty lucky. You were. Somebody... I think Tim's doing something there. Yeah, he's getting the next message up. So many regulations, you got to deal with it, and it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better, guys. So Yeah, that's for sure. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Marge in North Carolina. Uh, I would call on the other number, but I can't remember it. Uh, two things. One, uh, I used to do medical transcription for a small company, and one of our clients was a pain management doctor here in Asheville, North Carolina. And let me tell you, from what I observe by typing my work, they are very good. They they know when you need the me medication, and she was very kind. But I have also uh, done reports when she knew that people were messing with her and trying to keep their medication and they didn't need it. And let me tell you, she was tough, um, but, but she was good. And that's good. We do need pain management doctors. and need more of them. Another thing, um, when a person passes away in the home, uh, coming to get the medication evidently is a given everywhere. When my husband, um, buddy's father passed away, he was at home. And his mother and sister were taking care of him, and they had those little comfort packs, they call them, with the little things of morphine and little... I mean, when they called hospice and told them that he had passed away, they were right there at the door in no time to get that medication. And that's good. That's what they should do. Okay, guys, all y'all have a good day, and maybe I... I've got your number, the other number, down somewhere on my picture stream on one of my SD cards. I'll get it out and use the other number next time. Thanks. Have a great day. There we go. There we go. And hey, Marge, it doesn't matter. As long as you communicate and you can get your thoughts together and you want to do it that way, that's fine. We encourage that. Also, that's the purpose of that line because we can play it back. We'd love for you to be there in person, but if that's not possible, if you don't remember the number and you remember this number, that's fine, too. We don't care how you do as long as you communicate. Two other people that communicated via email said, 
maybe communicate to that doctor to help them find you a closer doctor to where you're at under the circumstances. So anyway, I guess that covers up a very, 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 very busy week. Thanks for all the participations. Chris, Bill in Chicago, everyone, uh, Marge, um, Ellen, am I going to forget somebody? Um, Karen. Um, Pam. Pam. The the gal from Sharon from Arkansas. So, thank you. And Julie McCullough also is on here as well. And Julie, yes. And all, and we have lots of listeners who I know. You know, don't necessarily call in, but we know they're listening. Listening, but we appreciate you all. So, thank you so much. And if you couldn't listen to this for any reason, or want to hear Dave's demo later, you can go to our website, legendoldies dot com, and. either learn how to subscribe to the coffee club i can't talk it but i can tell you or you may download and listen to the latest podcast so we are there so thank you very much let me go find some some keys here so i can put this to a top so tim can play some more great christmas music for you right tim you're getting a lot of those requests yeah quite a few and we're still getting regular ones, too. So <laughs> We play whatever you want to hear. So there you go. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks, everyone, to the panel. Bye-bye.